All right, so I just want to start off the podcast saying that I apologize. I did not unplug the refrigerator. I believe that the refrigerator that I have up here is the reason that I have a hum, that I have a buzz, that I have some feedback into the microphone, into the podcast, and I meant to unplug that tonight, and I forgot all about it. It's late. I've been out all night. You're going to hear about it, all about it on the podcast here shortly, or right after this, and I apologize. I should have unplugged it. Uh, Friday, you should not have that feedback because I'm going to be in a special location on Friday, um, when I, when I record the podcast, when you hear it on Friday, it's going to be in a special location. Hopefully it has uh, some pretty good sound to it. But next week when I record here out of the craft conversation studios at the Dale's in garden and pub, we're going to make sure that we unplug that refrigerator or we, it's me. I'm going to make sure I unplug that refrigerator and we don't get that feedback. So enjoy this episode guys. All right, here we go, guys. What's going on? What's shaking out there in uh, in Somerville and uh, other parts of the world, wherever you are? Ooh, had like a little... I don't know how that sounds on the podcast. <laughs> There's these little uh, um, springs on the, uh, on the microphone arm that uh, I accidentally kind of strummed, and I decided to strum it a couple more times, so... Who knows how that's going to sound? I'm interested to find out, actually. <clears throat> so, my God, it is Jesus. It's 1:10 in the a.m. on uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, I got back kind of late, so I'm going to try and uh, put together a podcast. I got a video going over here. Hopefully, the video is going to work again tonight. I just uh, was pointing at it kind of weirdly. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it two more times since then, and. Um, I don't know. This is going to be a quick one, guys, because seriously, I've I've been out uh, all evening with a fantastic lady, and um, yeah, but uh, I know I need to release something, so I'm putting something together here. Oh, man, I didn't even uh, email myself the, uh, the show notes, <laughs> the stuff that I was going to talk about, so let me uh, get in here and do that real quick. Um... So what's been going on, guys? It's a uh, Sunday. Well, it's not Sunday anymore. It's uh, early Monday morning. No, what day is it? I don't even know what fucking day it is. It's early Tuesday morning. Uh, like I said, one ten in the a.m. One eleven actually. Now my computer says so. Uh, what was I doing? I was emailing this thing to me, so I got some stuff to talk about. I really don't have anything to talk about. I'll be honest. Um, I've got a very, very special guest tomorrow. This podcast is going to be uh, one for the record books, really. It's going to be a good show. I'm doing it tomorrow. It's going to be released on Friday. Uh, it's a guest that's been on before. Um, I'm kind of recycling some guests and kind of doing a, a where are they now type thing. We did a bunch of guests uh, uh, back when we were a duo, Caleb and I. And now that I'm solo, I'm kind of recycling some of those guests. Not because I don't have any other guests. But because um, I just want to kind of follow up with these guys and see what they're doing now. A lot of these people have uh, new projects going on. They got new releases. They got new things. They got new happenings. And it's just a follow-up, right? So that's what I'm doing. Um, I ate some, uh, I think I ate some glass today. 
I'm going to put it out there. I was cooking a couple omelets that, not a couple omelets, I was cooking just one omelet. <laughs> I was cooking, I was cooking an omelet and I had, uh, I'd gone out yesterday, I went to a new barbecue, pl barbecue place over in Park Circle. I can't even remember the name of it now, I think it was Southern something, I'd have to go on my, um, on my, uh, Facebook to kind of figure out what it was because I posted a picture of the uh, the sign. It was kind of cool. So I was over there. I got some brisket. I got some pork. I got some uh, some uh, collard greens and some coleslaw. So today I decided I was going to eat uh, three eggs and I was going to put uh, a, a torps on that brisket, put it in a pan. I cooked it up in some ghee and uh threw some egg through th three eggs over the top of it and made me an omelet well as i was doing that i went up to the top of the cupboard opened the cupboard i got some uh, himalayan sea salt up there in a grinder so i was grinding some sea salt into the into the omelet and then i took the sea salt container and it's a glass container i was putting it back up into the cabinet and somehow it got caught on something that was up there and kind of uh, skewed the wrong way and fell right back down on the glass countertop, on the uh, glass uh, cooktop, not countertop. Busted open, all the sea salt rocks kind of just uh, scattered all over the, uh, the cooktop, the, the uh, countertops, down on the floor a little bit, some of the glass broke off. So I had this omelet already cooked. I mean, it was almost fully cooked. It was perfect in the pan. Uh, the brisket was down there in the bottom. It was perfectly even. I should have put some cheese on there. I forgot I had cheese and I didn't put cheese on there. But So I'm thinking to myself, man, I just put this thing together and it looks fantastic and it smells fantastic. I don't think I'm going to ditch it. So I kind of scanned it. I looked at it really tough. I kind of took the spatula and kind of went around the, went around the egg and I said, you know what? I don't think any of this broken glass got into this omelet. There was, you know, some decent sized pieces, you know, an inch, uh, inch and a half uh, big, and there was some smaller pieces about like this. If I get the video up, you'll see what I'm, what I'm talking about. Then there was, there was some little shards of glass, I guess, what you would call it, um, on the countertop and on the cooktop. But when I scanned over the omelet that I had made, the three egg omelet with the brisket, <laughs> I did not see any glass in there. So I wasn't going to let all my efforts go to waste. I said, you know what? I'm going to eat this omelet, and if there's some glass in there, then you know what? There's going to be some glass in there. I'm going to have to deal with that, and I've uh, actually been having some stomach issues here lately, but if there was some shards of glass in this omelet, get ready. There's going to be some more uh, some stomach issues, so um, hopefully when I get up in the morning, I'm not uh, pooping blood, but that's always an option. I ate the omelet. I chewed each one, each bite that I took very well, and I kind of took, you know, my front teeth, and I was kind of digging through it to make sure that I wasn't eating any glass particles. I don't think I felt any any glass in there, guys, so hopefully I didn't ingest any glass, and I'm not going to die. That's all I'm going to say. i got to log into my Yahoo so I can get my notes here, if I can remember my password. Hey, I got it. There it is. So, uh, you know, the Keto Dojo, we talk about it every episode. It's on Facebook. Uh, it's a place where people can go and they can get information on the ketogenic diet, on what the macros are that they need to be doing, 
um, how to set it up. They can uh, get information on what kind of apps to use to to track their mic macros and make sure that they're doing what they need to do as far as the 75% uh, fat, the 20% protein, the 5% carbohydrates. Um, and that's just a guide. You know, that's flexible. There's a little bit of flex flex. Uh, Flexibility in there. I was going to say flexation, but flexation is probably not the, not the correct word. Flexibility. There's some flexibility in, in, in those macros, but that's pretty much the standard guide, 75-25. Um, you know, everybody's a little different. Everybody's body is uh, body makeup is different. Everybody's uh, uh, genetics, uh, epigenetics, their uh, body fat, their the type of blood they have. Um, the tolerance they have. Some people have gallbladders, some people do not, like myself. Um, some people are heavily insulin resistant, and some people are kind of moderate. Uh, some people, insulin is okay, but they're still kind of overweight. There's so many variables, guys, but that's the general guide. So the Keto Dojo, we kind of, kind of put you on that general guide of the ketogenic diet. Uh, we're talking more and more about intermittent fasting and extended fasting, and we're even talking about some dry fasting on there. I wouldn't recommend that for everybody. I would recommend that you uh, become uh, get into ketosis and become a fat burner, uh, get fat adapted before you even consider doing an extended fast, much less a dry fast. But um, you can do intermittent fasting in, in between that transition, but I would try not to go extend fast or dry fast until you're in ketosis, until you're fat adapted. So that could take anywhere from, I don't know, three weeks to maybe three months, really. It depends on, again, it depends on the person, depends on how insulin resistant you are, depends on how obese you are. There's so many variables, guys. Just, um, just hang in there. Go to the Keto Dojo. It's on Facebook. Become a member. We've got 433 members right now. It continues to grow. I never in my wildest dreams imagined that it was going to grow to this level. And people are having good success, man. Every day I hear about somebody that is doing something well, uh, whether they uh, send me a personal message or whether they just post something on the page about how well they're doing and how, how well their pants are fitting and um, stuff like that. So get out there and check it out. It's the Keto Dojo on Facebook. Go to Facebook. Go up to that top search bar, whether you're on a PC or whether you're on your phone or whatever. Type in the Keto Dojo. Should be the first thing that pops up. You'll see a little dojo, and you'll see the words the Keto Dojo. Click on that bad boy to be uh, to request to join, and I'll approve you. We'll get you in there. I'll welcome you, and you hit me up. I'll give you whatever tips you need. You message me personally. You message a, a thing on the page. Uh, myself, Karen, my son, uh, Brian, anybody else on the page that's been doing well, they're going to answer your questions, and we're going to help you be successful. So get on out there, the Keto Dojo. Also, hell, we're brought to you by Lulu.com. Yes, I wrote a book. Um, i saying hum a lot tonight, aren't I? I don't know why. I wrote a book back in... I don't even remember now, guys. i got to look at the website, but it's lulu.com slash spotlight slash Dale's Inc. Go over there. You can see my book. It's called It's All Fun and Games and Tell. I wrote it about, uh, it's kind of memoir of sorts from uh, 1992 to 1998, 99 frame, uh when I first joined the Air Force and uh, a lot of the things that I was doing. 
to kind of sabotage uh, my marriage right off the bat. And it was, uh, it became kind of a confession of sorts to my now ex-wife. Um, so a lot of good stories in there. Um, it's whimsical, it's uh, comical, but it's also very uh, poignant and telling and um, there's tragedy in there. So it's, uh, I think everybody can relate to it. I think, um, man, there's more ums than I can count right now, but I think it's very poignant. I think it's very telling. I think it's, I think everybody can relate to it and they can, everybody can get something out of it. So go over there and you can get it in e-format. You can get it in a paperback and actually just thumb through it. You can put it on your bookshelf, display it whatever you can send it to me or come find me and i can sign it for you whatever you want to do lulu.com slash spotlight slash dales inc go over there and get the book it's all fun and games until i think you'll enjoy it i think you'll have a good time with it so there you go uh we also have uh where's my business card i always have a business card out here and i don't know where i've put it but we're talking about, oh, there it is. We're talking about Slayton Johnson right now. Slayton Johnson, he does the intro and outro music for this podcast. He can be contacted at tnriverraft at gmail.com. It's getting a little chilly, but this guy says the rafting season is over, but he never closes. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if he can get you out there, you know, during uh, uh, like the Titanic when there's some, <laughs> when there's some, some glaciers out there in the uh the river that you're going to run into i really don't know what he means by he never closes does that mean he'll take you out rafting in the middle of january possibly i don't know look up or not look up email slayton johnson at tnriverraft at gmail.com and ask him because i don't know the answers to that i don't know if he's serious when he says he never closes i guess it depends on what the weather's doing it could be subjective or objective or one of those actives that um, he just uh, makes a decision on the fly based on when somebody emails him. So email him and say, hey, I'm ready to go. I've got my uh, wetsuit, my dry suit. I've got some, some layers. I'm ready to go out on the river because I know it's going to be cold. But um, it's going to be a totally different experience than when you go out there in July versus when you go out there in November. So get out there. I think I would do it. I know I would do it. I want to do it, actually. I just got to get some time off from work. So get out there, tnriverraft at gmail.com. Hit up Slayton. Let him know you're ready to do a winter rafting trip. And you're ready to get uh, get chilly out there. All right, pulling up my email. Let's see what we got going on here. I'm feeling pretty good right now, guys. I don't think I ate any glass. I think I'm going to be all right. But... I could have had some glass in there. You know, I watch all those movies, the prison movies, where the the guys are in the kitchen. They're they're uh, they got a rolling pin, you know, that you normally rub dough with, and they're rolling out some glass and just kind of breaking it up into tiny tiny pieces. They kind of put it in some soup. They put it in a sandwich or whatever. Next thing you know, you see this guy that's their enemy, and they're eating this. And a couple of days later, they're shitting blood and. And they die because their intestines are just kind of all shredded up from all this glass and stuff. So I'm hoping that's not the case, but I'm just letting you guys know. I'm letting you guys know this possibility. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Before we go any further, let's because uh, my mouth is getting dry right now. Let me take a sip of this beer and then I'm gonna tell you all about it. 
Mm, man, oh my goodness. Take a look at that, look at that. Is that a beautiful beer or what? I'm drinking out of a stone uh, glass, Stone Brewing Company. But this is the Edmonds Oast Sour Raspberry Blackberry from Edmonds Oast Brewing Company. That's in uh, downtown Charleston, off of uh, King Street, Upper King. Uh, what does it say about this? It says 6.5% ABV, no IBUs listed, it doesn't matter, it's not a bitter beer. Uh, average rating is 4.06, it's got over uh, 1,300 ratings. Untap says, our series of fruited American sour ales comes from a love of fresh fruit flavors combined with mouth-watering acidity. We take the same golden sour base beer and re-ferment it with different fruit combinations. So, I just mentioned this is a raspberry blackberry, so that's what's in there. And it is fantastic. I give it a 4.25 on my rating. Um... I picked this up at Homegrown Brew House. Yes, that's Homegrown Brew House. At where? Where is it? 117 South Main Street in downtown Somerville, right off of Hutchinson Square. Head up in there. It's got, uh, we got 40 taps on the wall. We got uh, bottles and cans. Um, we're doing some great food. As a matter of fact, uh, tonight, when you listen to this podcast in the morning, get on over there tonight. We got uh, Mike Carcut. He was our first episode on this podcast. He's the head chef and owner of the the former Grays that burned down back in February of 2018. He is coming in to Homegrown to do a pop up event. Uh, damn it! I should have pulled up the menu. If you go to Homegrown Brew House on Facebook, do it right now. Go ahead. I'm waiting. Open up Facebook. All right. You got it open. Now, go up into the search bar, type in Homegrown Brew House. Alright, are you there? Alright, I'm going to catch up with you. So, I went to Facebook. I'm going to the search bar, typing in Home. Alright, my internet is slow tonight for some reason. Alright, Homegrown Brew House. Now, while you're there, Still opening. When you're there, shit. Wait a minute, I gotta click one more button. What was I even talking about? Yeah, Mike Carcut, the very first episode. Go back and check that out. I'll link it in the uh, in the show notes. And once you're there, go to events. Gray's pop-up all right so it's October 30th I'm trying I'm sorry guys I'm, I'm way out of whack man it's it's late it is late it's 128 in the a.m. so Gray's pop-up I just want to make sure I tag that so go to Gray go to homegrown brew house go to Gray's pop-up uh, select that you're going it's hosted by uh, Gray's of Somerville and homegrown brew house it's uh, actually it's today at this point. Um, it's from 4 to 8 p.m. It's at 117 South Main Street. Uh, it's a lot of people interested. 28 people say they're going. 318 say they're interested. Grays of Somerville will be in the house on Tuesday, October 30th, for a special pop-up event that you don't want to miss. Chef Michael Carcutt. Uh The menu is listed below. 
pan-seared crab cake, butter bean succotash, and grape tomato jam. It's the first thing on the list. Uh, Maine lobster mac and cheese with crispy panko crumbs over the top there. Short rib chili cream. Why has he got to put these words in here, these French words in here? I don't know what that means. Anyway, it's, it's some kind of short rib, and it's got some, some chili hot sauce on it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then he's got a ground brisket, which is eye of round and bacon sliders. It's got lettuce, tomato, homemade bread, and butter pickles, and fancy sauce on a wine roll. Oh, my goodness. So that's what we got going on. Sounds amazing. Get on over there. Homegrown Brew House tomorrow night, or today. Damn it, today, October 30th, Grace Pop-Up, 117 South Main Street. All right, talked enough about that. Oh, man. I don't even know, guys. It's 1.30 at night. What am I doing even talking to anybody doing a podcast? Um, I got nothing. I got nothing, guys. I'm, I'm just going to wrap it up. I really, I really have nothing. I did a few ads. We talked about uh, Gray's pop-up. Um, I got a special guest coming on tomorrow night. Actually, I'm going to this cat's place, and we're going to do a special event, special podcast. You're going to like it. You're going to really enjoy it. It's going to be very interesting. It's be something I've never done before. And it might be something that nobody's done before. That, <laughs> did you see it on the camera? My mic just went totally limp happens all the time um, I don't know if anybody's ever done this on a podcast before so stay tuned you're, you're gonna this is gonna come in on Friday uh, the podcast the podcast that I'll do tomorrow evening and I don't think it's ever been done before so it's gonna be exciting make sure you tune in on Friday to find out what in the hell I'm talking about um, all right, let's end with some David Goggins, and then I'm going to bed, man, because it's uh, it's late, and I am tired. Here we go. All right, David Goggins. Let's see. David Goggins said, "Today, today is your opportunity to be a leader. You must look at yourself as a leader. As a leader, you no longer have the fucking option to take the easy path in life. As a leader, there is no snooze button." It can be very lonely. As a leader, you can change the mindset of those around you. You must do when you don't want to do. You have to find your best self when you are least motivated. Your brain is like a muscle. You have to push it to the point of discomfort. All those days and nights you don't want to train, those are the days you must train. You must change the way you look at discomfort. David Goggins, that's what he said today. And that's true. As a leader, there is no snooze button. I mean, I've been a leader ever since. I mean, probably ever since I was a teenager, I was a kid. But really, once I joined the military, I joined the Air Force, I became a leader in basic training. I was the what they call the dorm chief. I started off as an element leader. You have uh, four different elements. And there's a leader to each one of those four elements. And then you have a dorm chief. Uh, who was in charge of the entire dorm. So he was in charge of all the element leaders and everybody behind those element leaders. I started off as an element leader. The dorm chief that we had sucked ass and he got fired. And next thing I know, the, uh, the drill instructor 
training instructor, whatever you want to call it, TI, DI, different words for it, came up to me and said, guess what? I've seen what you do. You're a great element leader, and you're you're now the dorm chief. I said, all right, well, I'll do my best. I think I can handle it. Um, and the first thing she told me was, you will have no friends. As a dorm chief, you will have no friends. Nobody is going to like you. You are the enemy. And I made it a point to make sure that that was not the case. I made it a point to make sure that as a leader, I had friends. Now you have to have a good balance. You have to you have to know how to be a friend, but you also have to know how to be a boss. And there's a balance between those two. And sometimes people lean too far toward the friendship model and they get walked over and they get uh, taken advantage of. Sometimes people go too far towards the the hardcore boss model and they don't get any respect and they get uh, pushback and things like that. So you have to have a balance in between the two. So to be a leader, that means you have to be a friend and you have to be a boss. A friend and a boss. You have to be a friend boss. But you have to balance those two. And that's a, that's a hard balancing act, man. It's, um, it's tough to do. But it's definitely doable. You know, when, when, when she told me that I was not going to have any friends, I just, I was kind of flabbergasted. I was taken aback. I was, I said to myself, how, you know, what are you talking about? Why can't I lead and still be likable? I, that doesn't make any sense to me. But let's look at the current situation that we have right now, you know, with the, the person that's leading in office right now. Um, and I'm a military man. I was brought up and I was raised and I was indoctrinated and I was trained to always support the commander-in-chief. And I do. I support the commander-in-chief, whoever it is, um, to the best of my ability. But sometimes you have some people in there that just do not know how to lead. You know, we had a guy previously, Barack Obama, that knew how to lead. He was a leader. He was a great spokesperson. He was he knew how to kind of be a friend. He knew how to kind of be a leader. He had a good balance between the two, I think. That's my personal opinion. That's my opinion. I don't need to say it's my personal opinion. It's my opinion. You know it's personal if I'm saying it's me, right? Um, extra words. Not needed. Um, but I think, man, why am I saying um so much today? I think that uh, the current commander-in-chief that we have, is one of those people that does not know how to balance. He doesn't know how to balance. And, you know, some of the people on the left are going to say, well, who cares? He's doing a great job. He's brought the, he's decreased the budget and he's increased the stock market, you know, way up here. That's the only thing people talk about, I think, um, in this administration is how much the stock market has risen. Okay, well, who gives a fuck? Is it all about money? No, it's not about money at all. It's about fucking people. It's about society. It's about uh, life. It's about the universe. It's about the earth. I mean, who gives a fuck about the goddamn budget and the and the stock market? I don't. Um, it's about how you're leading people and how you're perceived on the re- in the rest of the world. And I don't know. People are going to knock me on this. I know, but. I don't know. I don't think he's a good leader. And what was I getting to anyway? I'm going back to the Davis Goggins post. He's talking about leadership. Um, I led as a dorm chief there in basic training. And then, of course, I've been 
pretty much a leader and a manager and a, and a director in a, in, in, a, in a management role my entire career in the Air Force. And then I got out, got into government contracting as a, as a mobile training technician and became the program manager for that program. So everywhere I've been, I've been recognized as a leader and I've been moved up into a leadership position. And I'm not tooting my own horn, but all I'm saying is everywhere that I've been, I believe, and this could be my own perception, maybe somebody's going to uh, chime in and say, uh, you're full of shit, I hated you, or whatever, but I believe that for the most part, I was able to balance that that uh, good guy and that bad guy, that yin and yang, and I was a great leader. So... As a leader, there is no snooze button, and that's uh, definitely something I could say, and that's right from David Goggins here on his post. Uh, you're on duty all the time, so no matter what's going on, and that's that's the part of the, the friendship part, and the boss part, I guess, but it's more of the, the friendship part, that no matter what time of day it is, no matter if it's 5 o'clock in the damn a.m., or if it's 2 a.m., or it's uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, when one of your followers or your uh, employees or whatever it is, your, your train, trainees, if you're a trainer, athletic trainer, whatever the case may be, when that some person reaches out to you, a good leader is somebody that's going to be there. A good leader is always there 24-7. That, to me, is one of the, uh, the biggest aspects of a good leader. You have to be there. You have to be available. You have to be accessible. And there's a lot of leaders that sit back in the background and they sit in their office and they they close their door and they don't interact with their employees and their followers. And that turns people off, man. You have to be available. You have to be there as the leader, as the expert to answer questions, to direct people, to give them something to do to give them value to give them to something uh, give them something to work towards to be a leader you have to be present you have to be available so who wants to be a leader not everybody can be a leader well, I take that back everybody can be a leader but not everybody's a leader just like they're you know you might have extensive knowledge of a subject but you're a horrible teacher you just don't know how to teach somebody else how to learn what you know. Um, and they're the same thing in leadership. Some people just cannot lead. They, they know what they knew, need to do to lead, but they don't have the skills to kind of put it together and, and, and put it on to other people and, and direct people and lead people. So they're, not everybody can be a leader. Uh, damn it. I don't know. Can everybody be a leader? If, I, if I'm going to think about it, I'm going to say no. Not everybody can be a leader. I don't think you can be trained to be a leader. Some people, yeah. But I think overall, leadership is kind of inbred. Leadership is something that is learned over a lifetime that you're, you're bred with, that you're maybe is in, even in your genetics. Um... I don't think everybody can be trained. Not everybody can be trained to be a leader. But if you are a leader, lead. If you're a follower, follow. It's not. It's not bad to be a follower. 
leaders have to have followers to get the job done, to, to get the mission done. So be a follower if that's what you are. And some people are fine being a follower. Be a great follower. Follow um, exceptionally. But the biggest thing I take away from this thing is as a leader, there is no snooze button. That's, that's the biggest thing that sticks out to this uh, post that David Gonkins made. As a leader, you have to be there 24-7 for your people. So, with that said, guys, I'm here tonight. I'm making a post uh, late night, sacrificing, trying to get some content out for you. I'm going to sit up and try and render this video. So, who knows what time I'll go to bed tonight. But as a, as a leader, because I feel like I'm a leader with this podcast, I feel like I'm trying to change people's lives. I th- feel like I'm trying to be motivational and inspirational. I feel like I'm trying to change people's lives as far as diet and fitness is concerned, um, relationships, whatever. I feel like I'm still in a leadership position. And that's just what I do. This is what I do. All right, guys. I'll talk to you soon.